look at you. You came with like the, the arm and everything, or did this hotel room come with the arm? And oh just... yeah, yeah. I, I just you know I booked a podcast ready room. You know, <laughs> no. honestly, honestly, it feels like something you would do. <laughs> if one existed, I would know where it is. Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Steve. And this is a podcast for creatives. Two friends talking about the complex, messy, and beautiful experience that is being a creative. So you've been uh, traveling quite a bit over these last few weeks. I know you're in you're in Disney right now, but not not too long ago you were, I mean, a little bit closer to me than Disney is. Not not really near me, but you were up here for your uh, up in the the Northeast for your sister's wedding. I was. Yeah, what a special! I saw some of the photos on Instagram and. Um, what a what an awesome party and uh, and uh, uh, weekend it looked like. But um, how was it? It was amazing. Probably my favorite wedding that I've ever been to. Jimmy and I always say like, oh, we were gonna re- like redo our wedding. What would we do differently? And yeah. I think the big thing that they did that I would want to do differently is that it was just a much a much smaller group. It was like less than 100 people, around 100 people. But I mean, my wedding had near, almost 300 people at it, which was just hmm. very overwhelming. Didn't really feel like I got to connect with anyone. I was thinking about this through, so to set it up, it was kind of like three day, one of these like weekend wedding things. So they had the rehearsal on Thursday night, the wedding on Friday, and then Saturday we had this kind of like clam bake thing at my parents' house. And... A lot of vittles, things like that. What's what vittles? Yeah, food. Oh, like vittles. I don't think yeah. I know that word. Yeah, I think it's from. So I've learned that word from. Uh, so the the Broadway show Carousel. I believe it's in Carousel. <laughs> People fact check me on you're, this. I know. You're I know. dropping you away, Broadway you knowledge. Weeks. Okay. Okay. You Tell me what this is. Weeks and I became the Broadway <laughs> snob. Deal with it. Well, I was in chorus growing up and we used to do songs from like, you know, show tunes and things like that. So I think we did a, a medley from Carousel and there's a song. Oh, God, I don't even know what the damn song title is. Sing but it. The lyrics are like, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. But the lyrics are like, we had a real nice clam bake. We're mighty glad you came. The vittles we ate were good. You bet the company was the same. So I always have this vision when somebody says like we had a clam bake. I'm always just like, oh, what, like vittles and things like that. So, yeah, that's that's all. That's it. Okay, coming after this, I'm going to have to create a reel set to that song from Carousel of the clam bake part of the events. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. See? (laughs) Music and lyrics by Steve King. (laughs) So one of the other things that they did differently was that there was no band and there was no DJ. Laura and Dom both love music and they have very eclectic taste. And they put together these great playlists that were just kind of playing through Bluetooth speakers throughout the weekend. So in terms of weddings that I've been to, the music, I'm not talking about like the music choices, but just the way it was played was nice because it was kind of like in the background. And I recall, I think this was you, you were at a family wedding recently where you said it was very loud. It was loud, but we were sitting like right next to the speaker. So it's not fair to say that it was like loud. We were just right there. So our, our seats didn't help us out much, but that's uh, that's not a, a knock on the wedding, you know? Yeah. So this is something that is like a complaint that my dad has at, at like every wedding. And anytime he and my mom go to a wedding that, you know, the rest of us aren't invited to, we're always like, <laughs> Texas wants you 
get your seat because he's like convinced that they always sit him next to the speaker and like he he hates it he thinks it's like a personal thing against him i love it not a knock on weddings in general and not a knock on my sister's wedding but i felt like even in the way that they did it with just having music on bluetooth speakers in the background i it was still too loud i could not hear the people who I was having discussions with. And when mm. you think about going to a wedding, it's people you haven't seen in a long time and you're meeting new people. Right. And I found myself in so many discussions where it's either like, could you say that again? Or it's, you know, you're just like, I think yeah. I got the gist of what you said. I'm just going to like <laughs> nod and smile and, and move on. Yeah. But I don't, do you think maybe we should not, no longer have music at weddings, or it should just be like extremely quiet so that we can hear each other. Or should we just try to not talk to people at weddings? Because I can't do all the things. Yeah, I think it's hard. I, I think you either like, I think the wedding planning process is you do a 180. You have a vision early on about what you want your wedding to be. And then you get into the, the planning process. And I think it turns into what will make it great for other people coming to it like you want to make it worth their while for traveling or for coming to this thing so you think about the food selection and you think about the music and you think about how you structure this and whatever it is and then it gets right up to like crunch time like a month before you know 45 days out and then it turns very much into man fuck these people like this is our day let's do what we want to do and you know like you go through this like process where it kind of at least I did I don't want to speak for everybody but yeah, I think I think it's real. I can remember when when Rachel and I got married that that was something that when I wasn't on the dance floor that I can remember like talking to people and being like, what? Huh? You know, like trying and, and not being able to hear anything. And I don't know if I think weddings need to. I, I think you have to have some level of, of music and whatnot. But like it feels like after all of the the formalities of it, you know the the toasts and the speeches and the dance the mother daughter and the or the mother son and the father whatever like all of those traditional things then it's just like an hour and a half straight of like thumping and it's really <laughs> sort of hard to like you're just eating cake by yourself and like <laughs> yeah that's me eating yeah, cake by myself and not trying to talk to anyone cuz you can't hear <laughs> i get it I don't I, I, I think weddings would be would be better if there were if it wasn't so like cookie cutter. And I don't know. I don't think it doesn't sound like the way that the Laura and Dom did theirs. Like, I mean, there might be some elements of things that are traditional, but it certainly sounds like they took liberties to do things the way that they wanted to do, it, which is which is wonderful. But like, I think like anything else, it's thinking about like, what do you want it to be? Like, how do you want this sort of thing to go? Do you want people to be able to connect and engage and talk? Is it really about you have a rambunctious group of people that you're just going to want to dance and drink? And then maybe that's how it's, you know, structured to support that. But then again, it gets maybe away from like what you want it to be and more about what the the people coming to it want to be. I think it's a it's a it's a philosophical you versus your audience <laughs> who do you want to structure the party for? Mm. Yeah, I definitely structured my wedding for everyone else. Or, you know, I always say we got married before Pinterest. And mm. I think we were kind of like the last of the like, this is the tradition. These are all the traditional things you do for a wedding. And I just didn't question them. I didn't think about like my own preferences. And I think that you're helping me frame this in the right way in regards to the music specifically. But I think that part of it was also, 
I remember Laura saying to me, like, we like hand selected every song on these playlists for the whole weekend. So I was and like, I know that they have such great, like wide taste. So I think I was also like looking forward to listening to to them. But like, I was trying to do all the things I was trying to have good conversations and listen to the music and enjoy the food. And I personally, I'm just not a good multitasker and I couldn't do all of those things. So maybe this is more, or maybe I just need to like ask her for this playlist so I can listen to it right. on my own, yeah. on my own time. Burn, burn you a CD, you know, something. <laughs> did you guys have a burn? Did you have CDs at your wedding? Like as uh, a favor? No, we didn't have CDs. Our wedding favor was, uh, or like the, the, it was like a, uh, it was a fortune cookie. Oh, that's um, they fun. Were fortune cookies with like individual messages that we wrote in them and then had them made up for it. So, yeah. Love that. And I've, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Yeah, it was. Um, I think we struggled. We, str- we struggled with it. My mother-in-law suggested we got everybody $5 gift cards to McDonald's, which. <laughs> I think people would have loved that. <laughs> Looking back at it, the more I've gotten like beyond it. Like at first I was like, is she crazy? And then like <laughs> all these years later, I'm like. I could probably do that. Like, that's not a bad idea. Like, we didn't do that. But yeah, I get that. Like, you you have all these because you're also on the inside. Like, I think it's different attending a wedding versus like being in the wedding and knowing elements of what the wedding is going to have and what your expectations are for it and then what it ends up, up, up being. But I do agree. I think if you're going there to enjoy company and you're going there to, to you know, catch up with people i think sometimes those settings make it very difficult to to enjoy that part of because the only other opportunity is funerals and that's way too quiet so like yeah yeah they're you're right that's an opportunity where they actually like they need some music to kind of like buffer the yeah yeah, yeah. well it reminds me of i don't know if i've shared this story with you before <laughs> but it reminds me of um my when my mom died so there was we went to the funeral home uh, a couple of days after a day or so after she passed to kind of pick out you know certain things that we were going to have as part of the the funeral and the 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 wake and uh, the funeral director asked us like you know what what kind of songs do you want to have playing because we can play music uh underneath oh so that is a thing in the room okay it is a thing and you can like select which kind of music so you know my dad picked things like um you know, my mom, there, there was some Sinatra, there was some, um, some, uh, Il Divo, there was Pavarotti, there were, there were some traditional Italian and there were some things that were very much, you know, a part of her. And, and then she also like, she also enjoyed like the Beatles and like came into that, that, that sixties era. And I remember my dad saying like, you know, like she liked the Beatles. He's like, you know, something, something that that's, that's kind of like, you know, that fits. He's like, nothing like, um, you know, I want to hold your hand or something <laughs> Twist like and that. Shout. Yeah. Well, I think I think the guy heard him say, I want to hold your hand. So we go in to see her for the first time. And, you know, it's very emotional and whatnot. And the music track starts to play and people are coming in and here's Sinatra and here's Moon River by Andy Williams and here whatever it is. And then about like 18, 19 minutes in, all of a sudden you hear. Oh, yeah. And like I turn to my sister and I'm like, what the and like it clicked i went he must have heard it and that's what he put in the check so like every 20 minutes that song played over and over again and it like it made me laugh every time so yeah i i I will say like for such a somber occasion like that music track very much helped kind of pick things up a little bit i want your mom's uh wake (laughs) 
playlist for my yeah. wake. That sounds oh, great. Man. I look back on it. I was like, we probably should have thrown a few more things in there that that she probably <laughs> would have uh, that she probably would have like Earth, Wind, and Fire, and you know a few other things that I remember her rocking out to in the car. Oh, we need that comic relief though. That's so. I love that that happens. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure that they're really serious people who take funerals seriously had best, but had the best intentions right but like <laughs> something got lost in translation but i'm oddly grateful that it did so um because it, it gave me a memory and a laugh from that that day so that's really fun yeah i always find the order at weddings of like the music and like how things are done you know like they have like that immediate rush like you come in and everyone's fin- kind of finding their seats and you know and then they do like you know the first dance and it's you know or the, the introductions right of the wedding party and everyone's coming out to like you know something by uh, I, I don't know black eyed uh, peas uh, yeah right yeah. black eyed peas or, or uh, pitbull or something <laughs> you know live for tonight everything is always about tonight tonight's the night we got a party tonight we're gonna die after tonight like everything's got to happen tonight everything's got that sort of that 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 feeling towards it right and then like it makes an immediate right to like the the first dance which nine times out of ten is usually something that has some emotional element to it and then they bring in the rest of everyone else to kind of finish up the dance for the last like 45 seconds and then you know then everyone goes back to their table and and then like the dinner start coming out and then it's sinatra and it's this and everything follows this like this roadmap and i wonder like did it was it similar? Like I, I know they had their own selections and, and things like that, but like was it similar here or have we reached a point where it's like, let's just blow it up. Let's just blow the whole thing up and 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 do it differently based on like because sometimes these things become way too predictable. I just wonder if it predictable is good at a wedding or if it's like you just know the roadmap of what to follow. Mm, well, they did they did mostly blow all that up. I mean, nice. one of the things that I was like most jealous of that Laura got to do that I didn't get to do was to pick out like let's go back to the the church selections for those of us who have like gotten married in a church I remember when we got married they were like here are like the five songs that you can have during your ceremony and they're all like church songs which are great but they're not in any way like personal to us one of the things that I did not know was that even though Laura and Dom did get married in a church, I don't know if this was because Dom's uncle was the was the priest and maybe he had pull somehow, but Laura, <laughs> Laura walked down the aisle with my parents to Moon River to bring Moon River back. And I was yeah. just like, oh my God, like, I love that song. Yeah. It was so emotional to like, you know, of course that it's moment is fitting... always emotional, but yeah. to hear it with the, like the violinist and the, and the piano player two, was just two drifters, two drifters off to see the world. There's such a lot of world to see. It's, <sighs> a, it's a very fitting line when you think about your sister and some of the travel that I I know that she's done. Yeah. So, so it was uh, that was one of my favorite moments from the wedding. So I would say, did they blow that up and do it non-traditionally? I guess so because they didn't have one of the boring church songs. Yeah, Pachelbel's Canyon. <sighs> yeah, I'm I'm like I'm done with Pachelbel. It's time to retire that. <laughs> They didn't do like a, it probably from the pictures looked like a, we were the wedding party, but I wouldn't even say that they had a traditional wedding party because they had, before she walked down the aisle with my parents, like me and Jimmy walked down together and then like my sisters with their families, like with their husbands and their kids each walked down like in a group. And then they did have like Dom's 
brother and sister walk down together because they're younger. And then he had like his two best friends who were like his best men, if you will. Um, and then our cousin, the three of them walked in together. But we didn't do for the for the reception. We didn't do it like, you know, announcing for the first time and like each, you know, couple or whatever come out like we didn't do any of that. So there were okay. no, there was no Black Eyed Peas or Pitbull or Kesha or whoever, like yeah. the Get the Party Started music. We just, we gave our speeches and then Laura, my dad, danced to a, a Beatles song and Dom and his mom danced to a Carole King song, which was another gorgeous moment. Like I oh, felt wow. like I've, I'd never heard that song for like a mother's son dance and it was just so perfect. And then that was it. And then they just had music playing in the background and I couldn't, I couldn't tell you one other song other than those quiet moments where we were supposed to be quiet everything else i have no idea what was on those playlists that they like mm. spent so long crafting yeah and i think that's it like you maybe it's more the memory for them to 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 select it versus like ultimately hearing it you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. you need to have the finished product to know like what went in like they were there those songs are part of it it's like it's like in many ways the people that you invite to your wedding like you do Everything you can, I'm sure, is the the bride and groom to see everybody and get a chance to talk to everybody. But that's not always the case. But you know they're there, and that that matters, right? So even if you don't get the chance to consume the songs or hear it in the moment, like they were a part of it. They were they were there. So our favorite podcast is back. Yeah. Mobituaries. Mobituaries. Yeah, let's say it together. One, two, three. Mobituaries. Oh, I was trying to add too much flair to it. <laughs> you did. You accent. You accented the uh, the mo in mobituaries. <laughs> I feel like every season gets better, especially the the first episode of the season was just phenomenal. So maybe this concept has been in my head, but one of the things that I love that he does on the show is it's not just honoring people and telling people's stories from like life to death but he also talks about like deaths of names they're really popular and then like you know no one's named Mildred anymore like how does that happen and then the episode that came out today was the death of what we call like the mid-Atlantic or the transatlantic accent like where where did that go so anyway I just I love how he finds all these creative ways to talk about the the death of things but it's also just so lighthearted for a topic that could be <laughs> morbid and sad. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's exactly it. It is, it, it is, I think obituaries in and of themselves are very like beautiful, you know, in, in many mm, ways, yeah. right? Like, you know, but it's also like taking these interesting either people in, in history or situations or, things and giving them life you know it's it's bringing them back around and it's and yes there's an end to it at you know at the end of the episode because something does ultimately meet a demise but it's it's historical and yet you feel so much depth and connection to a topic that it's from a time gone by you wonder what's past you wonder what's what's missed and and it's i don't know i always just feel so enlightened i feel like after listening to it mm. It's also very much our style in this, the episode that came out today. He makes a Happy Days reference. He doesn't say that it's Happy Days, but when you hear it, he, and, and the person who he's, who he's speaking with is like, no one's going to know what that is. And I'm like, Steve's going to know what that is. 
It's the best part. <laughs> I feel like I, 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 Mo Rocca is somebody who I've I've loved for years, and and I, I mean I the first time, I mean he's been around doing things forever. If you if you look at his his bio, but the first time I came in touch with him was when he was a correspondent for the Daily Show, and I must have been like an early teen at that point in time. And he's just, he's just great. He has so much feeling. So it's, he, and he, then he has such a, a, a touch with like history and references and those, those connection points. And it always comes out through the podcast. So I look forward to hearing that. That's going to be good. So with that in mind, I was thinking since we love him so much that we could do our own mobituary and yeah. I have a, a topic I would like to present. Shoot. On the the last event of the wedding, this is at my parents' house. It was the the clam bake where we were having our what was it vittles? Is vittles. That, okay. Yeah. So I don't know if this counts as a vittle, but getting toward the end of the event, which was like in the early evening, late afternoon, so it wasn't like it was nighttime. But Dom's mom, Christina, starts coming around and asking. Does anyone want coffee? Because Mike and I and my parents were like asking if anyone wants any, they can put a pot on. This is something, this wasn't like the first time I've had this thought, but it was like another reminder that this is something that I think has like essentially died out. But growing up, every single family gathering like that, whether it be Christmas, maybe not like Sunday dinner, and we definitely wouldn't do this like just in my households every evening but at every event they would always always serve coffee with dessert and it wasn't like going around saying like does anyone want this it was like here it is and not maybe not everyone had it but it was always available and what I remember it being served out of in my family is everyone had these like giant silver urns yeah the, the big the big coffee pots the metallic silver yes. with the black base on it yep yes yep those what happened well, we to those had, we had so uh, yeah <laughs> i know we had the what i would call like the normal size and then we had like the longer one which was like for parties and and bigger occasions when we had people come over and i always remember like if we were having a party at our house or if we were at my grandmother's house or my aunt's house and there were so many people over that regular size one would get put aside and they'd bring out the big one from like the basement or somewhere else. And it would be this longer, just um, obviously holding more water. But yeah, those things have gone by the way. I think once we started getting into the, the actual like ceramic or the glass coffee pot, I think we sort of got away from that, that silver metallic urn with the big heavy duty cord. And yeah, that's, that's a, uh, and it used to, you know, like you had to, like, it had like the compartments, like the tube that went down the middle of it with the basket. And, oh man, I remember all of that. That's, it's funny that you say that because there was one Christmas where that's all I wanted for Christmas. I might've been three. I wanted a <laughs> coffee pot. Yeah. And they got me a, a coffee pot, like a play coffee pot, but that was very much, Wow. In that mold. And that's that stayed at my grandmother's house because that's where I remember seeing it so often. It was a toy that was out that stayed at my grandmother's house and I played with the coffee pot. So yeah, you lost that after a while. Wow, that's amazing. What a great yeah. gift to ask for yeah. as a kid. But you 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 bring up I think such a good point because it was it wasn't anything that was ever asked for at these family gatherings. It was just this was a part of the evening where 
we make coffee because we finished dinner and it's been about an hour since dinner ended and now we're going to sit and have coffee. In our house growing up, it was always that period of the of the evening was always referred to as coffee and my grandmother would talk about like, you know, uh, you know, I went over to, to, to your aunt's house for coffee and, or, you know, what do you want? Do you want to do coffee? And it was never like coffee and fill in whatever that is. It was just coffee. And because that's just what it was, it was assumed to be that that's what we, that's what we knew it as. So it was a period of time in the day. The British people have tea time. I guess it's kind of like our version of that. And it was also making me think of, I mean, we can't not bring this up, one of my favorite Seinfeld episodes, The Rye, and one of my favorite scenes, I'd say this is like one of my top 10 favorite scenes in like the whole run of the show. George is coming home and he's in a cab with his parents and they're coming back from meeting his future in-laws. So all four of the parents together. And his mom, she's very annoyed that, kind of the opposite of this, that they, they did serve coffee, but they didn't serve any cake. And who doesn't serve cake? After a meal. What kind of people would kill them to put out a pound cake? Something. So they didn't give you a piece of cake. Big deal. It is a big deal. You're supposed to serve cake after a meal. I'm sorry. It's impolite. I love when she says, like, it's impolite. <laughs> and it, I agree with that. It, it is. <laughs> it is. And, like, you know, people would show up to, to dinner at my grandmother's house or whatever it is with something or my grandmother would have something already always ready to go for for that period it wasn't even like oh geez what can we cobble together you had to have something for that and it's funny because as i feel like that period in time has sort of stopped we don't do that even when we have like people over for dinner I think sometimes the thought of eating dinner followed up by a piece of cake now, especially at the time of day, it always just feels like oh, that feels like a lot of food and I don't really want to go to bed with a full stomach and I don't want to drink coffee because I'm going to be up at night. And I don't even feel like anybody thought of that back then. Like it wasn't even something that like bothered anybody. And that always amazes me between that and like nobody drank water <laughs> Ever. Like, no. Ever yeah. Growing up like now it's like if you don't stay hydrated, you're going to die tomorrow. <laughs> now it's like you think back and you're like nobody drank water back then and people were drinking coffee at nine o'clock at night and going to bed an hour later and nobody struggled or nobody seemed to have a problem with that. So maybe we think too much, but it is funny to me when we have a party at our house for whether it's a birthday where we have people over and we finish dinner and we might have a cake or whatever it is. And I'll say like, anybody want coffee? And there's 12 people in the house and two people are like, yes, I'll have one. And you're like, I don't even, I can't believe I have to ask because it's like, it was just never a thing that you had to ask about. I think what I'm mourning most is like the ritual of it, because if kind of, I mean, like what you just said, we're all so concerned about our health. No one wants to have caffeine. I mean, I'm, I'm that way. I'm like, if it's after three o'clock, I'm like, I can't have a caffeinated beverage. I'll be up all night. <laughs> what are you even, crazy? even though like, I don't even know if that's true or not, but that's what's in my head. You know, we have a lot of, you know, allergies, which I, I understand people need to like adhere to those. And it's, if it's making them feel better, that's great. But I think we're just, we're so overly concerned about everything that we have just like lost this like end of the meal ritual that really helps us to like linger and keep talking and not feel like we have to like rush off to do our bedtime routine or, or whatever it is. And we had 
Dan Pelosi on our podcast a couple years ago, and he shared this saying that his uncle would always say, and I had never heard it before, but it's, it's so beautiful. And I keep wanting to like make a sign or something to like put it in my dining room. But the sentiment is he said it in, in Italian. I don't remember what the Italian is, but it's essentially translates to nobody grows old at the table. And the way I've interpreted that is just to mean like sit and listen to each other and enjoy each other's company over food and you know, I think that we need that. We need the cake and coffee or the coffee and whatever to really like, come. I feel like we're cutting our evening short. I love that. It Looking back at those moments in my life growing up, it felt like those periods were timeless. You know, you can almost see it. You can almost still visualize it all these years later about what it looked like, you know, with the plates, the small plates, the small cups, or you know, the the, the small plates with the cup holder for the, the coffee, and it's something that you you sort of fit right into again as a memory. It it just fits. I think that's true about feeling rushed. It feels like these moments to, you know, when you go and do things like you're gonna go meet friends out or you're gonna go over to somebody's house. Sometimes it doesn't feel like it used to, where like that was the focal point of the day. It feels sometimes like it's more or less like an obligation. So extending it longer than it has to be seems like a poor idea. And it feels like that's where things have sort of gotten lost. And sometimes I think it's nice to look back on those times and 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 learn yearn for those moments that Dan was kind of getting at with, you know, the saying of like being back in a period where you don't feel like you're you're wasting your time. You feel like it's where you're supposed to be. And how better to enjoy that time than with a cup of coffee and a pastry and slow conversation? What's so funny about it is, and maybe this is part of why I'm mourning it, is that I didn't start drinking coffee until I was like in my 30s. So I never actually got to like, I mean, and I probably was too young to be, but kind of like at the at like maybe in like the final years of it when I could have had coffee and I didn't I think so many memories and so many ideas and so many special moments I think they come from that intimacy of those types of conversations and discussions like <laughs> my grandmother would make coffee at like obviously in the morning when you wake up, but she would make coffee. You want to, you want a cup of coffee? Yeah. One thirty in the afternoon, put a pot on, you know, want a cup. Yeah. Great. Six o'clock at night after dinner, let's put a pot, you know, whatever. Like it was just part of like, it's almost like a nervous habit, but it was such a part of it that I never said no. Once I started drinking it, which is probably around the age of like 14, like I never said no because I liked sitting at the table with her. Like she had a seat and I had a seat at her table in her home. And I liked talking about anything, family, um, the Yankees, um, whatever. Like there was always something that was memorable to me. And the thing that always seemed to unify it was the coffee. You know, it's it's if you're a fan of the Golden Girls, it's like their cheesecake, right? Like it was just a part of what made that 
that moment special. And I think maybe that's why I have as much as it is about the drug of the caffeine. Like I have such a love affair for good coffee and coffee in general, because I think you yearn for those, those moments again. I think maybe it is a looking back, but you, 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 you yearn for that sort of connection back to your, your past of what you remember it to be. So it's a special thing, I think. Yeah. It's also, I love how like coffee gives us such a, like a ritual and for you to also to have that memory with, with your grandma is amazing. I feel like when I, I don't know if this is like when I first started drinking it, but I definitely associate Jimmy's dad with like the act of service of making coffee. Like he's the one in their household who like he sets it all up the night before so that it's like, it's ready to go in the morning. And I remember my sister-in-law is like, their friend she would stop over early in the morning and like get a cup to like to go like to get his coffee and he's still like he's still the one who makes it and and no matter what time of day it is kind of like what you said if you know anyone needs like a pick-me-up we say like dad can you make us could you like make a make a pot of coffee and like it's a weird thing because I typically don't like asking people to do things like ever, but I like asking him to make coffee because I feel like it's just, I, I think he likes being of servitude in that way. It's a love language. It's a love. You took the words out of my mouth. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's like, it's a way to, to kind of like bonds. Yeah. And I think that's, that's sort of what's lost here is, is that those moments of, of connectivity of post dinner coffee were really provided by a pastry or a cookie or a piece of cake and a cup of coffee. But really it was what that allowed to have happen. I think that makes it so, so special. We've definitely sped up the process of coffee making too, you know, and I think that's the other thing is, is it lost its sort of reflectiveness and meet up for a cup of coffee and maybe the slowness of the conversation and enjoying it and sipping it because I'm, I have a Keurig. Uh, I've recently over the summer went in that direction. We, we did a, a, a Verbo house uh, when we went on vacation and the family there had that whose house we were living in had a, a Keurig and it was like a single shot one. I'm the only one who drinks coffee in our house. And I was just like, Oh, this is great. Like, I, I mean like this is so much more easy and, and like, I actually still really enjoy it, but I see what that process has also like, how it's what it's what it's affected you know like in the morning when i used to make coffee back when we had the actual pot like it would take a little while for me to get everything together let it let it run let it brew let it this pour the mug now it's like i get downstairs with my son to get him out the door he puts his sneakers on as he's putting his sneakers on i make my coffee by the time i get him in the car the coffee's done like i'm picturing you like boom boom like just pressing the buttons and and grabbing it (laughs) yeah he loves to hit the button to start it so like that's his thing but like it's that's exactly what it is everything happens so quickly that we have sped up i think the ease and simplicity of making it that it's lost its slowness and almost the 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 methodical nature of what making coffee and then enjoying it with someone else used to be able to provide If you've enjoyed this episode, help us spread the word on social media. Tag us at pod for creatives and let us know what stood out to you. I wish I had a mug. 
Is it? Does the hotel room come with a mug? No, they're like you know, COVID oh, issued wrapped. I like when Coffee you go to hotels cups. now and they're like, unless you need it, we're not cleaning your room until you leave. Yeah. <laughs> That's my, like, I laugh. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I get it. No, here it's like, it's, I think they do it like every other day, but they still like knock on the door and they're like, do you need anything? Which is annoying. Cause I'm like, yeah. this is a whole, I'm going to get into like hotel complaints when we do Festivus. It's like my whole list. Okay. But I'm all for it. <laughs>